Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Monsters podcast. We're going to have a big episode this week. A lot of fun hanging out with my friends Chris Krogman and Lucas Berry. Uh, you can follow us on the Twitter machine at BIM underscore pod. Who did that? What a weird handle. Thanks, Krogman. You can follow Chris Krogman at Shy Bears 1985. <laughs> I'm just messing with you, Lucas Berry, as he gives me a look across the, uh, across the way. Uh, we've had a lot of fun uh, on the podcast. Before we get into tonight's uh, episode, you can follow Lucas Berry at LBerry underscore 40. But uh, just a quick kind of look back. We, we've had a lot of fun. We, we, we did, we've had a whole year's worth of, worth of uh, uh, podcasting uh, in season. It was a tough season for the Bears. We started off some off-season topics over the last couple of weeks. If you haven't listened to any of our uh, podcasts over the last few weeks, you got to thank uh, our, our guests over the last handful of weeks. Uh, remind me of the fellow. It was Michael Gus, and the, the fellow last, night, last week was uh, Joe DeLeon. And so uh, we, 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 we've had a lot of fun with our guests talking about offensive line, talking about some of our, some of our uh, prospects that we might be looking forward to drafting. That was last week with Joe DeLeon. Uh, so I uh, just wanted to just kind of circle back before we get started tonight. But Luke wanted to get this, get this, this evening started uh, and, and, and kind of get us going, talking about free agency. We had some huge news in uh, NFL this week. I guess you would probably want to or, or today, actually. I guess you probably weren't surprised, but uh, the mother. I'm sorry, I'm not going to curse this early in the podcast. The uh, the, the the jerk, the scumbag, uh, signed the four year extension with the team up north. So uh, f that. But we kind of were expecting that after the season that they. We had actually don't play. know. We don't know. We don't know what his contract is yet. He has. Oh sure, he's just, he just playing. You, you know why he's doing that? Because Russell Wilson stole a spotlight today. He was the, the I guarantee it's it's going to be four years, two hundred million dollars, just like Pat McAfee said. All credit Pat McAfee for breaking that news on the uh, the Pat McAfee show. And yes, as my man Luke said, uh, Aaron Rodgers now come out saying, "Oh, the numbers may not be the numbers." Playing his little game. who who are we talking about? Who's this? Who's this? Is he some some new free agent that that just signed? Who who's this? Never heard of him. Okay, all right, we're moving on. All right, we're moving on to the bigger and better things. And, and that's very cool because that's what we're doing here on the Believe in Monsters podcast. The Bears have a lot of needs. Uh, and before we kick into, like, who we might get, uh, let's review what we've seen from Ryan Bowles, uh, new general manager of the Chicago Bears, Chris Krogman. Uh, he's basically said he's not going to go out and spend big money on free agency. So as we delve into this episode tonight, um, let's think about that and be, and be conscious of money. We're not going to be spending – uh, high dollars, maybe. So we got to look for big value, uh, Krugman. Uh, but I, I didn't. I skipped all the how you doing, BS and stuff. Everything going all right in your world? Doing well, thanks, Joe. I appreciate the uh, the lead in and the welcome to the Believe in Monsters podcast. Uh, our guest last week, Joe DeLeon, was absolutely fantastic. He had some good call outs about the combine. Obviously, our guest, the previous podcast, Michael Gus, had some awesome things to say about the offensive line that pretty much aligned with uh, Ryan Poles' thinking. 
getting into free agency tonight really excited lucas i know you're super stoked to see who the bears get in free agency so we can kind of align for your favorite event of the offseason the nfl draft and one of my favorite things to do is to burn my money to the ground in the sports gambling world but one of the bets that i made last year that was actually profitable was on the nfl draft because we got a little tip from a friend on the third overall pick being trey lance and i cashed that ticket at 300 to 1 300 to 1 yeah, 30 to 1 yeah, sorry still fun yeah, still good times still good. uh so lucas berry you're looking mighty fine tonight sir why don't you tell us how you're doing great it's the uh one of the best times of the nfl season when there's no season so uh things should get interesting here in the next week or so we got free agency i think the tampering period starts monday we all need oh but they've been been tampering yeah they do it they do it through their agents the agents and lawyers talk and that's the loophole but uh yeah we'll probably see deals announced shortly after that period i think it's monday at 12 eastern which is what time in pacific joe and central since you're the uh the time time lord this is the time (laughs) call them robert williams right now 12 eastern so it's gonna be 11 central 10 mountain time and, and and nine pacific all right so time lord over here has got all the clocks going for us we're starting nine pacific well, somebody's got to when you got three guys in three different time zones doing a podcast about the Bears. How cr- none of us love living in Chicago, but we still bleed in that orange and blue. It does seem weird because normally I think they start at like four o'clock, not like noon, but whatever. We'll so it. it says the league year begins 4 p.m. on the 16th. I don't think that's the tampering period. Right, it starts it's, it's, 48 hours before, so that would be 4 p.m. on Monday then, right? Yeah, that's normally what it is. I, just, I saw, saw somewhere today that it said 12, like noon, noon time, Eastern time. Uh, Whatever. Doesn't really matter. It's all it's, done. It's Monday. That's, it's, that's what it is. It's, it's Monday. Monday, so. Monday the 14th. <laughs> that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, no, it does say this. To... Right. Right from NBCChicago.com, it says uh, teams can begin negotiating with unrestricted free agents two days prior during the legal tampering period that starts March 14th at 12 p.m. Eastern time. So I guess you get 48 hours and four more hours, 52 hours of tampering. Well, who the heck are the Bears going to start tampering with? Uh, let's 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 start get get into this. We all know the Bears' well, needs here. The Bears need have major needs. Uh, it, probably you could argue at the interior offensive lineman. Uh, you probably well, well well we should probably separate this into two parts, guys. Uh, as we let's, work up this, let's start here. Live. The Bears have twenty three million six hundred twenty three thousand seven hundred twenty six dollars in cap space. And it doesn't a lot sound of like cuts, a lot. Well, it's not, but a lot of the cuts they can make, they'll make money off of post-June 1st. So it won't really help them right now, to be honest with you. You can only uh, designate two free agents for post-June 1st. So you can designate now, 
but you can only do it for two people. Gotcha. So we might say goodbye to, say, Eddie Goldman. He would save $8 million. I thought it was Panic. I thought it was six, and it's five dead. Is that wrong? Uh, uh, I'm looking at OTC right now. Um, okay. I, could, I could be wrong. I just heard it. Uh, I think it was Kevin Fishbane on the Hogan Johns podcast talking about cutting Eddie Goldman. And that was the numbers. But that might have been pre well, there's, there's all first. kinds. Yeah, yeah. pre-June 1st looks like it's $5 million dead money and $6 million saved. But if you do post so you June go. first, it's two million dead money and eight million saved. There Almost nine million saved on gold makes it's eight point eight. And you can do the same with white hair. If you were to cut him, you would get about eight million. Uh I didn't realize you could designate guys early. I didn't realize that was a thing. Yeah, I think that started a couple of years ago, probably with the newer CBA. Um, but yeah, and then you have the Trade cap space is also different. So if you did end up trading anybody, you know, we've seen some dumbass rumors about Khalil Mack. Um, <laughs> I, I see a little bit of the, you know, the value in trading perhaps a Robert Quinn, you know, even if he does put up great numbers next year, it's not going to continue into the window of, you know, Bears contention in my opinion i don't think quinn has you know two three four years left at this production level so i can see so, somebody could talk me into trading him no problem but uh i don't know what those those cap numbers would be so what do you think they'll end up with in terms of cap space lucas just a rough estimate like 40 ish or yeah i think they should end up close to 40 whether they do i think goldman Goldman is the big one. I mean, you cut him, you're saving almost $9 million. Seems like something you'd be interested in, especially after his season last year. Well, and he doesn't really fit, like... and he doesn't really love football anymore, and Iberflus does not want guys that don't love football. So, Right, and I think Cody Whitehair is the other guy that could be on the block, but I don't really know. Just speculation just from how much money he'd save. I, yeah, I'd say the Bears should be in the 30s. Uh, close to 40 when it's all said and done. But uh, I also don't know how this calculates contracts because this also might be contracts on the book now until the new year starts. And then it might take them off like guys like Allen Robinson. I don't really know how all that's calculated, to be honest with you. I don't think, I think it, because the last, I think it takes them off after the last year league year ends and you would have to re-sign them or change because if you tagged Allen Robinson right now it would add that money back in so I don't think that money's okay. accounted for yeah right so now. it's not so it's not in there. Yeah so I, I would say it's they would end up mid thirties. Let's just say let's say nice round thirty five million. Let's say the so I mean it's 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 a sounds like a decent amount of money. You know, if you want to give me thirty five million I'll take it. But uh in terms of NFL contracts, I don't think that's going to buy you a ton of people or a lot of top-end folks, and we've already heard Ryan Poles likes to dip his toes in the second and third wave free agents. So with the $35 million, what do we want to do, boys? Do we want to talk about offense, defense, needs, and uh, potential fits, or 
Do you want to just shotgun spitball all kinds of bullshit around and just lead people all over the map? Well, I would say the biggest needs right now are wide receiver, O-line, cornerback, and probably middle linebacker are the top four mm-hmm. off my... In off that my order? And maybe... No, no particular order, because I think you can address that order both in free agency and the draft. So that's what makes this confusing is because like they might take two of those positions and say, we're going to get these in free agency and the rest go after them in the draft. So that's why it makes predicting this harder just because as we talked about last week, the draft this year is very deep. So you can find talent later in the draft with your minimal picks. But, uh, and then I would also throw D line in there as a kind of fifth need, not urgent, but a need nonetheless. Yeah, I don't think the D-line market is extremely attractive. Um, I think Joe was Joe DeLeon last week was saying it's an okay draft for for interior defensive linemen and interior offensive linemen uh, and wide receivers. So I think those three positions are attractive in the draft and. You know, there's some centers in the offensive line free agent market that are attractive. There's, you know, a very top end tackle, um, and then it kind of drops off the table. There's some okay guards, but I think they're going to end up getting a shit ton of money. And it's what do you what do we think about James Daniels? Do we think James Daniels is back, or do you think? Because I mean, if you cut white hair. And I think that that's, you know, on the table at the very least. You want to replace Mustafer, which I think everybody on this podcast would agree that that's a, yeah. an intelligent move. And then you don't re-sign Daniels. You're completely revamping that interior offensive line. And you have two rookie tackles that didn't get a ton of starts. If you keep them there, I mean, obviously you can move Borum to guard, but either way, you're kind of creating a lot of chaos and redoing that entire offensive line with, and I'm not saying you need continuity necessarily in this new system and everything, but these dudes do well in this system. I mean, I, in my opinion, James Daniels is the ideal guard for this system. So I would like to re-sign him, but I know it's going to be costly. Joe, what do you think yeah, about that? The offensive line interior and James Daniels. Uh, I'm I'm with you on re-signing James Daniels. I, I really like him as a as a younger player and uh, as a player who fits the system well uh, and, and someone we're familiar with. Uh, I, I'm also dead on with you about replacing Sam Mustafer. I think you're spot on. Uh, the the question is. Well, you know what? You, what, what, are you, what are you doing, White Hair? Are, are you getting rid of White Hair to to afford James Daniels? The answer: You're probably doing that. You're probably sacrificing White Hair to bring back Daniels, and you're probably looking for. You're, you're probably deciding is a uh, interior offensive line where you want to attack in the draft, or is it a position that you want to attack in free agency? And this is the things that polls is kind of going over with his his staff you know you go you going through some of these centers uh that are that are, that are available and they're not you know, not not too bad a name a, a, a guy you know 
I think might not cost that that much for us. Uh, I know if you're coming by homerism, but Bradley Bozeman, Baltimore Baltimore Ravens guard center type, I think is a guy that can play on the interior for for, for the Bears. Uh, it might not cost an arm and a leg. Uh, and, and there's a lot of guys, but it just depends on do you want to attack it in free agency? And since we, since you know, since we're doing a free agency podcast tonight, uh, you know, we'll say we do. I, I like Bozeman as a center, as an interior guy. You know, I, I'm, I'm scrolling through spot track. What other Luke? I know you probably got your eye on three or four interior guys that you're loving. Yeah, well, one thing I just thought of was I don't. I haven't really heard much about Daniels being re-signed. I mean, I you kind of feel like there'd be some mm-hmm. smoke there by now that, you know, maybe Poles is keeping his cards close to the vest like Pace used to, but normally there's some kind of smoke. Like, the Bears can negotiate with him a new contract now. It's not against the rules. He's, yeah, he's on their yeah. team. So the right. fact that they haven't really said anything on that front is kind of concerning to me. And uh, like Chris said, it's uh, – I think he's a good fit for this new scheme. You know, he's a little bit lighter than, than say, a guy like Whitehair. But uh, an option we never really threw out there is could the Bears possibly keep Whitehair under contract, let Daniels walk, and and replace Daniels in the center? I mean, that's that's possible. I mean, I don't fully agree with that, considering Whitehair's going to be over 30 and the whole nine yards. Like still under 25. Yeah, like he's younger than some rookies, so like it doesn't make sense to me. But it's definitely it's it's an option at least. So I don't know. I I don't know what their plan is for Daniels. The fact that I haven't heard anything makes me wonder. Maybe they think he's too expensive. I I don't know. That um, is curious, Luke. I didn't even think about that. You know that we haven't seen much chatter about you know re-signing James Daniels. Um. That's interesting. Carl I Williams, wonder another in Yeah, sorry, so the, another, uh, another, another interior young interior lineman coming up on on, on his contract with, with with the uh with the Cowboys. But go ahead, Luke. Oh, I'm sorry that the you guys kind of cut out there for a second. I mean talk over you, but um you asked me about one guy I had my eyes on and that would be uh Brian Allen from the Rams. Um basically started all season for him. He's solid good zone blocker fits what the bears want to do and he's only 26 years old so if you want to get younger and you know he might cost five six million bucks in the open market but he's a solid player and, and fits what the bears want to do that i mean he's a name that's been thrown out a lot but it's i think he's kind of the perfect fit uh from a price perspective and, and what you'll get i mean like i said 26 he's basically just coming off his rookie contract and you want to get younger on the line that's that's the way to do it What do we think about a guy like Trey Turner who has ties to uh, offensive line coach Chris Morgan in Pittsburgh? And do we think, you know, any of the any of the ties to the current regime mean anything in free agency? You know, you have Packer ties from Lazard and MVS, who I'm sure we'll get into in a minute, and you have uh Chris Morgan and uh Trey Turner in Pittsburgh as a as a guard um what do we think about Trey Turner I I like him I, he's solid um 
What he? What team is he on again? He was with the, the Panthers last I remembered. He's on the Steelers. Was on the Steelers last year. Oh, Joe left us. I mean, Lucas left us. It's just me and you, Joe. Oh, goodbye, goodbye, Luke. He'll be back soon. Uh, Trey Turner is a guy that I don't know much about. Let's see. There we go. Here we go. Here's Trey Turner. Trey Turner, guard, Pittsburgh, commanded a salary of three million dollars last year. Twenty-eight years old. Uh, the, you know the Steelers' offensive line wasn't amazing last year, but it wasn't terrible. Uh, I don't know much about him. To be perfectly honest with you. Um, I, I feel like that's what we're gonna end up. I feel like what we're end up gonna end up doing though is probably signing a guy like a Trey Turner and and, and letting and letting Daniels go because of because of the money factor, which sucks. I think you know I think it's it's that's a possibility. I think you know Trey Turner is going to be less expensive than a Cody Whitehair. And, you know, Adam Johns uh, from the Hogan Johns podcast does an article every year where he tries to predict what's going to happen with each player. And he thinks that James Daniels would be back with the Bears. So maybe there's a possibility he tests the market and, uh, you know, and, and circles back with the Bears and comes back and then they sign a, you know, Trey Turner type or... Uh, level of contract to replace Cody Whitehair and maybe they draft a center or maybe they sign Brian Allen as well. Um, you know, the big, you know, if they, or if, you know, if they want to move Borum inside to guard and have Borum replacement center in free agency and resign Daniels. Uh, and then you could, you know, kick, uh, old uh, Tevin Jenkins back over to right and spend big money on Taron Armstead. I oh, would like that plan. And we got Armstead, we got Daniels, we got Brian Allen, Larry Borum, and Tevin Jenkins on one side, just being mad at everybody and knocking them to shit. I think it sounds good. I think it sounds good in theory. But uh, I, I mean, honestly, if the Bears just say they didn't cut anybody, I would say Armstead would eat up ninety percent of the cap room you have left. If you, yeah, million. I think he's going to get eighteen to twenty. He's going to get eighteen to twenty million a year, which Paul said he wouldn't do. So we'll see if he retracts himself there. And the other thing is, Armstead's never played a full season in his whole career. Any year he's been in the league, he has not finished a full season. He's had his fair share of injuries. Then why would anybody give him eighteen to twenty million dollars? Because he's that good when he plays. He's a premier left tackle in the league, but man, he does not stay healthy. I yeah, for me personally, I tackles don't, rarely. I don't think it. Yeah, I I don't think it's the direction the Bears want to go. Just from that perspective, because it's like I don't know. You're trying to get out of all these, you know, all these burdensome contracts. It's not yes. Yeah, there's still, and and plus you still, I don't think Jenkins has had a fair crack at being a left tackle yet either. So if you want to keep him there and, and see how this year goes, leave him there. That's fine. Uh, he He's kind of deserves that right to to play this year at that position and see, see what he has. But, you know, obviously I wouldn't be mad if they brought in Armstead. I'm just saying they're, 
from what I've heard and, and how much money they have, it doesn't really make sense from that perspective. But when he's on the field, he's, he's elite. I mean, another thing they could do is keep uh, Jenkins at left tackle, re-sign Daniels, uh, replace the replace center regardless of how they do that kick Borum inside and then sign a guy everybody liked last year in moses more is it moses morris or morris moses malone it's not moses malone that dude played basketball morgan <laughs> moses. 60. morgan morgan moses it's it's moses malone morgan moses you know lance more i don't know his name that guy the guy that signed Mor- elsewhere with the jets with the jets, with the jets. He was with the Redskins and the Redskins. Jeez, again, the Commodores, Commanders, whatever their name is. Bop, bop, bop. <laughs> I said uh, the Commodores. It's actually not a bad name. Probably better than the Commanders. The, the Commandos. Could you call them the Captains? The Commandos. <laughs> anyway. I anybody in, uh, honestly. Uh, in this free agency class, it's going to be with the team more than three years. More like, than three year deal. Like, that's I mean that's like, like not 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 saying that they might sign for more. They might sign for a four year deal, say, but uh, but the, who, who's actually going to contribute on the on the field for three years? I I don't I don't see him going after uh, with, with his first free agency class. We're probably going to sign a bunch of guys that. You know, our are, are just at, you know above average players. Don't cost too much. Just give him some flexibility. Allow, allow him some flexibility to kind of massage the money problems that are already on this roster. Yeah, I saw some. Did you about see Cliff Stein being uh, back in the driver's seat with contracts, which makes me very excited because he knows how to write a contract. Yeah, he's been. He's been good. Another name for the Bears to to look out for is another guy in the Rams. Um, he is a tackle. He's 26 years old. His name is uh, Joseph Noteboom. Um, he filled in in the playoffs for the Rams when they played the Buccaneers. Um, I forget. Someone on the airline was hurt, and he had to kind of step in. And uh, he's been – the Rams drafted him to be their left tackle of the future. But Andrew Whitworth just never retired. And uh, this kid's been on the roster ever since. And he's kind of been, you know, spot starting for them uh, since they drafted him, you know, a few years ago. And now that Whitworth's retiring, you know, it's his time to shine. But he's a free agent and he's out there. Um, I wouldn't be mad if the Bears went after a name like that. Like I said, he's that- probably not going to cost a ton of money, but he is a very high upside signing because he was drafted, like I said, as the Rams left tackle the future and it just has been uh, been on the roster but never got his shot yet that could be a type of player that the ryan pole with his background in, in scouting uh it go, goes after uh and kind of contradicts my previous statement of a player contributing long term i think if he if he thinks that he can find a, a diamond in the rough like that uh i, I think he's going to go for that yeah, it's definitely another possibility. And I know the other kind of big name people have thrown out is Cam Robinson from the Jaguars. I mean, he's 26 well, the, as well. He's, he's had an up-and-down ja- career. I'm not a huge fan of him, and I think he's going to get way too much money. 
The Jags franchise tagged him today. Oh, did they? I did not see that. They did. The Jags franchise tagged him today. So whether he's going to be long term with the Jags or they're going to trade sign and trade or something, uh, kind of bums me out from an Alabama perspective because I was hoping that Evan Neal might go number one overall to the Jags. Uh, doesn't look that way now. If they're going to either franchise and bring back Cam Robinson, I would not sign it as Cam Robinson as a free agent if he were able to walk or if he were to let walk. He's not a kind of a guy that I. I, I, I don't know. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. Uh, in, in from my perspective, uh, if he were to be an addition on the Bears, so I'm glad that they franchised him and took him off the table. Yes. Who else got? Some... Who else got the franchise tag today? Um, I think I saw Orlando Brown. Devonte Adams. Devonte got a. Let's see. I got a, I got a Google machine right there, right here. Franchise tag NFL. Let's see. Well, I think while while you're looking that up, I think that pretty much sums it up for O line. You know, unless the premier guy is Armstead, I doubt the Bears spend that money. And then we named a few names out there who the Bears could possibly go after: Trey Turner, Joseph Nokebaum, uh, Brian Allen. Hopefully, yes. they resign James Daniels, but. I think you were spot on with Brian Allen's contract cost. Uh, spot track has him at about five point four million annual salary, so that's not a bad addition at center. I think either of those guys would be home runs. I I really like Nopoom's potential if they were to bring him in as a tackle and whatever. If you move Borm to guard, fine, and and leave him and Jenkins at tackle or whatever you want to do. It's that that seems like a Ryan Poles type move from what I've heard. All right, you guys, you, say, you saying that guy's name, and I just keep thinking of the the tootin' booms from the cartoon Raya. <laughs> Cracking me up. The tootin' boom. So your franchise tags, yeah, the guys who got tagged today: Chris Godwin, Bucks. Uh, it was a guy that we might have had our eye on. Cam Robinson with the Jags. Devontae Adams with the, the those bastards, the Dal- Dalton Schultz with the Cowboys. Uh, Orlando Second Brown got it too. Orlando, I'm getting there. Orlando Brown with the Chiefs. <laughs> Jesse Bates with the with the Bengals. David Njoku with the Browns. Mike Gesicki with the Dolphins. And then we get into notable untagged players. Harold Landry with the Titans, but he did sign a huge uh, contract with them yeah. today. JC Jackson didn't get it with a oh, oh that's uh, oh great thank you CBS Sports a list of two <laughs> so yeah Yuseki and Joku Bates Brown Schultz Adams Robinson and Godwin are your, your tag players a couple of guys the Bears had their eye on but uh, I think it's, you know overall I'm not too upset about that. I would have taken Yuseki. Um As far as James Daniels goes, before we hop to the next thing what would you guys pay that gentleman to to resign eight to ten million dollars so his current market value on spot track and i don't know how valuable this information is or if it's very good at all is 7.3 million and i'd definitely take him back for that i'll take him for eight or, or eight and a half no no problem yeah i think with his age factored in i think he'll ultimately end up in that eight to ten range just for my uneducated guess but we'll see yeah i mean if he's let's just say ballpark he's around at eight million i would absolutely bring him back for that 
but that's like exactly like if you cut white hair like that's the money to sign him for this year alone like mm-hmm. i don't know it, it makes a lot of sense i just it's weird to me that we haven't heard anything about anything about james daniels at all really this offseason so All right, y'all want to go wide receiver or corner next? Wide receiver. Wide receiver on wide receiver news. You look at Godwin getting tagged and Mike Williams big, getting big bucks from the Chargers, uh, taking them off the board, obviously, the Adams as well. Uh, but you got a lot of interesting names here, uh, Mr. Mr. Kaufman. There's a ton of interesting names. You got your boy Will Fuller V. He needed a dead deep threat <laughs> who can't stay on the field, by the way. You got Jimson Crowder. You can go Juju Smith Schuster if you want to sign a, a, a young guy. Uh, you know, who else we got down this list? Uh, hey, Ron. Jones. Yeah, you, know, you want to sign Allen Robinson? You can sign Allen Robinson. <laughs> DJ Chirk. Uh, Christian Kirk. Amari Cooper seemed to be. Did he Westbrook? Did he Westbrook on this list? Stop it. Who? John <laughs> Ross is on this, dude. John Ross, man. There's a lot of speed on that list for sure. Look, uh, Chuck. Really, I don't know. No, There's the only deal. a few. Can I make a point about that? You're building off your a lot of speed. Yeah, Mark has done all the scaling. I think the wide receiver position. Is about to get so oversaturated. I mean, when you combine the last year's draft class, the draft class before it, look at this year's draft class. As you start to see these guys going through seven on sevens and the same sort of thing, you know, as they grow go through high school and things like that, and the same sort of way that the running back position was devalued, I think you're going to see the same thing in wide receivers as well. I mean, you're going to see this this kind of ceiling. But you got a lot of speed in, in this, you know, in this crop of free agents. But as you keep going year after year after year, I think you're going to be able to get more and more of these free agent types for not that expensive. See, I, I, I will disagree with you on one point, and that is just the fact that the NFL now is just how many yards can you throw for, and that's it. Yeah. So. I don't know. Like, there's teams now, like Dallas, for example. They have, well, they did have three, basically. They had basically two number one receivers and a solid number two receiver. Like, teams now are just rolling out with two, three number one wide receivers. It's, I don't know. And you saw, you know, you see what Cooper Cup did in the Super Bowl, what Jamar Chase did this year. Such an impact for an offense. Well, Cincinnati is a good Cincinnati is a good example. Tampa Bay is a good example. Um, you know, where you have the the two type, the two number ones. I mean, the Rams are a good example. Cup, and then they go out and bring in Beckham. You know, yeah, Cincinnati with they had Higgins uh, in the first round last year. Then they draft Chase, and they had uh, the other one that's always Higgins. Uh, hit. No, who's the other guy? Boyd, Tyler Boyd. Boyd, Tyler Boyd. Yeah. So they had three solid guys. You had Mike Evans and Chris Godwin in Tampa Bay, along with Gronk and uh, OJ Howard. So, I mean, the, and, you know, other, other weapons they had there. So, and they added uh, a, uh, AJ Brown. AJ, is that right? No, not AJ Brown. Jesus Christ. Antonio Brown. I'll get there. 
Uh, I'm not so, saying yeah. weapons aren't important. Weapons are absolutely important. But, but my, my, my kind of overall theme is like, as more, you know, you've seen more quarterback talent in the league. You've seen more, more wide receiver talent all the way through the league. And you look at this free agent class, like, you know, last year, think about what with the Bears with, with, with uh, Allen Robinson. Are you going to sign him for that $22 million? And, and, you know, obviously, thank God they didn't. Uh, but, like, are they really – is Devontae Adams going to be worth that? Is Allen Robinson really going to be worth that when you can go out and get – Maybe you're juicing a shooter for 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 half that, or or I think there's you, a uh, massive with, talent gap gap there. Massive talent yeah. gap there. No, yeah, sure, the but between are... Devontae, sure, but between Devontae, sure. But I mean, you it's like Allen Robinson. I think there's a. Yeah. I think it depends on the value you put on the position, and I am one that is not high on paying wide receivers a ton of money but I am not one to not continue to address the situation. So if you, need to if you want to spend a wider... Absolutely. The Bears don't yeah. have it right now. That's no. what I'm trying to but, say. No, like, I mean, the guys that, you know, we're talking about in the this free agent class, I like DJ Chark. I like Michael Gallup. I know he's coming off the ACL, but I still think he's talented. I think Dallas, Dallas re-signed him. Really? That's why they're cutting Cooper. Yeah, they're gonna re- they're resigning Gallup and cutting Cooper. Well, that's interesting. Cooper is just as interesting to me. I mean, if he doesn't want to mm. get a ton of money, um, I think I think that, Emmanuel that, that, Sanders that, is saying. pretty interesting. That's what I'm saying with Cooper. He's going to command a lot of money. I think wide receiver is an area where you can save money and still get effective, like all you know, adequate play. I don't, I don't think, know. I mean, at, I don't look think at last season's think. Bears, man. <laughs> I don't think so, Joe. I, 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 I'm going to disagree with you there, buddy. Yeah, me too. Because I think DJ, I, Char- I think like DJ Chark is going to get like the 12 to 14 million range, and he's not going to live. He's not going to be anywhere close to like your yeah 20 million dollar uh, Amari Cooper. I don't think. Yeah, when I when I started hearing people throw out eight to 10 million for. Valdez Scantling, who's had a career 600 yards last year, like no I just want to vomit in my mouth, dude. There, it's someone, someone out there is going to pay these guys. Some Am I that out of the loop? I don't know if it's like true, but that's I've, se- I've been seeing that he's going to get way more than people think. He's get, he's an he average uh, like bricks. But he's averaging 16 yards a, a reception on his career, he, and that was 2020 that he had that 680 yards. Aaron Rodgers threw him bombs. Right. But Joe, to your point, I I agree with you that I don't agree with paying wide receivers big money, but that doesn't mean teams don't do it. I would rather recycle wide receivers by drafting them because I think yep. they are widely available in the draft. But I yep. do think you need to spend early draft capital on securing those positions but guys like cooper when they hit the market i mean he's gonna get he's gonna get snatched up right away because compare whatever you pay cooper i don't know 18 million compared to what you're gonna pay the next best receiver chark or kirk you know 10 to 12 million like the talent gap there is huge in my opinion not even close you like if, if cooper and and robinson command the same amount of money who would you guys rather have they're both kind of on the same tier for me to be honest honestly i don't really like, love 
Allen Robinson's pettiness and posting his targets over the last three years and saying that the Bears basically like threw him in the gutter is I'm such with, I'm dumb. He's such a petty little bitch. Like I just can't handle his his pettiness, and I would rather have Amari Cooper. Yeah. Uh, and I think Cooper's I mean, got bigger bigger playability, in my opinion. I just think Cooper has too many injuries. The injury history is long with him, and I don't know. I I've never been a big Cooper guy. I just never never really liked the guy that much. That's so, fair. Like, I mean, I feel like he's so hit or miss. Like, like I've seen him go for like, like the first game last year. What did he have? Or like two hundred something yards, and it was just like kind of fell off the earth. I was just like, I call him you know, Cooper Scooper, Cooper Scooper, Pooper Scooper. It's just like you know where he's never him, found. He's never found on any free or any. uh Fantasy football free agent list, and that's where we found Allen Robinson last year because he was a trash panda. It's true. You always take the guy in the high-powered offense, but I don't know. This wide receiver free agent class doesn't excite me. I'm sure there'll be some guy we pull off the scrap heap that polls will be like, oh, yeah, it's a great value add, I'm sure. Maybe it'll be Cam NBS Sims. Teams. You know who it needs to be? It needs to be Cam Sims from the Washington football the- team. 26 years old, cheap as fuck, nice little athlete. So when Polls was going I've- through like his positions of value, wide receiver definitely wasn't it. It wasn't one of his positions that he listed as he did talk about um, it a lot though he talked about it a lot in his get open. last last time he talked to the media if you can block long enough how- anybody anybody can get open i just don't think he's gonna spend a lot of money there i think you're right lucas with the, with the value I agree. my my dream scenario that i mean i i know you don't like him chris but i think christian kirk would be great for what the bears are trying to run i don't have any i don't have an opinion on christian kirk i just don't and he had not he had almost a thousand yards last year and he's kind of just always been a second third option in arizona i think he could potentially be much bigger than a wider i think he could be a better better than a wide receiver two not quite wide receiver one but i think he could be definitely better than a wide receiver two I mean, you put him and Mooney out there here. You got speed for days to start, and you draft a big guy on the outside, and I think that's a solid receiving core. I mean, he's a slot-type guy. 236 catches for 2,900 yards and 17 touchdowns in four seasons. Uh, He had 77, 982, and 5 last year. Solid season, yeah. For a contract year. He'll add a lot of speed, but... Again, like we said, the wide receiver market being the way it is, he'll probably be up at the top with what he gets. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, value, I don't, ha- I don't like hate him. Million. I don't hate the, I don't hate the uh, potential of Christian Kirk, but um, yeah, like, I guess like what, like what you're saying is, it's not exciting. He's, you know, he's got speed and whatnot, but it's not like he's you know, Tyreek Hill or anything like that. And those guys don't hit the market very often. Uh, and when they do, they get, they get way overpaid. Um, yeah. My guy on the list is uh, DJ Chark. And I did uh, Mike Williams get tagged, but he resigned, right? Something like that. He resigned. Yeah, they with, they with signed him to a huge deal. The really big deal, like three years, 80 million or something like that. Where the fuck are they getting all this money? Like, where's like, 
Keenan Allen just signed a big deal, and didn't they sign some other wide receiver to a shit ton of money? Or Luckily for the Bears, this year's draft is so... There's a lot of talent in those first three rounds at wide receiver that the Bears will, whether they stay put or trade back or whatever, they'll get a solid player if that's how they decide to go. And if if they attack free agency like we think, like maybe add a few value guys, they're going to have to spend an early pick on a receiver. So maybe we'll see Pickens out there. Maybe we'll see, for me, it's between Pickens and Watt in the draft. Those are two just big-bodied ex-receivers. Do we think Watson's still going to go second round? Because, like, yeah, from the guys I I'm do. seeing in the second round, I like if it's not like I don't know enough about Pickens, I, our boy Joe has a pretty good uh, read on the guy. And if he's a piece of shit human being, that I don't really want that kind of person on my team. But, um, I, I mean, I like David Bell. And somehow people think Chris Olave could drop. If he's dropping, I'm buying. That's He's... So I've been doing a ton of mock draft simulators, which have updated after the combine. And Olave does fall down sometimes to the, a lot of times the lines take him with their first pick in the set. Like he'll be, if he falls, he'll be one of those guys that goes like first or second in the second round. But my point about Watson falling is that I think there's still five receivers ahead of him who are just better on paper, no matter what kind of combine you had, you know, Jameson Williams, Traylon Burks, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, and um, I would even put Dotson in front of Watson, but you could debate that, and uh, Drake London as well. I think there's five or six guys ahead of him that are just cemented ahead of him. Some team might take a chance on him, but to me it reminds me of a Chase Claypool situation. You know, he was at Notre Dame. His combine was insane. He had all the measurables, but he still went second round. I think a lot of it, you know, Watson had a ton of drops in college. People, you know, if you go back and watch the tape, his hands aren't great. I mean, they got better between his last two seasons, um, but sounds he dropped like, uh, a lot of balls. Sounds like Valdez Scantling, who already knows this offense. It sounds like sounds like Mooney. But uh, the thing about Watson is you are just banking on his potential, which some teams love, but I think there's much safer picks out there than him. And also the fact that he's an S- FCS player, you know, We'd like to say don't scout the helmet, scout the player, but NFL teams will definitely probably rate you higher if you play in the Big Ten as opposed to playing in an FCS school. So I think Watson definitely is a day two pick uh, and should be in range for the Bears, but we'll see. Well, I just looked up the market value on Christian Kirk and uh Byron Pringle because he has ties to the uh the organization through Ryan Poles who was in the room when they drew back when he got drafted by Kansas City. What do you think the market value is for Mr. Captain Kirk? Christian Kirk? I say 11 million. My guess was 12, yeah. Yeah, right in between there. I think I saw 11.8. And then uh, Byron Pringle, if you guys are interested in popping a can of Pringles, what are you, uh, what are you paying him? 4.5. Oh, yeah. What would you say, Joe? I said 7, yeah. too, just, just because you said all the, the values are jacked up. What is it? Uh, 3, 4. 3.4. Do they have a market one. value on MVS? Yeah. 
the only reason I was saying that stuff about MVS is just because I heard some knuckleheads talking about it online. They're like, oh, I, multiple people have said, they're like, oh, MVS is going to get a way bigger contract than you guys think. I'm just like, oh my God. One dollar, like, Bob. Dude, if the Bears want to sign him for a few million bucks, okay. But if he's making over five million, get the hell away from my team, bro. Would you rather have him or Alan Lazard? I looked at uh, Packers block. <laughs> Lazard. Lazard. Yeah, Lazard. Lazard's a better, better blocker. Hands. And better, better hands. hands. Better he doesn't have the, he better. doesn't have the explosiveness that that MVS does. So MVS better is better threat too. MVS is at M, uh, eight point seven. Yeah, see, that's a, that's fucking insane, man. What did he do to deserve eight points? He had six hundred yards as his career high. Well, you guys also got to remember the cap is getting inflated drastically. So eight point seven doesn't mean eight point seven from like years past. It means like still dude. six. I mean, it is. Right, we'll it's a lot. The, put it in this perspective: if you spend three million dollars more, you can have Christian Kirk. That's a no-brainer. Is it? I mean, I don't know. It's not that big a difference. Yeah. MVS is garbage. What do you think? Okay, what do you think DJ Chark is at? I'm going to say 10, 10, 10, 5. Nine Joseph? and change. 11, 9. All right. Yeah. I, he's, right, I, he's, right in, he's right in line with Kirk. I devalued him because of his injury, but. Just, Which is fair, whatever. Which, and, then, and maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a uh, baby chart. I guess the way I'm looking at it is the the jump of three million dollars between MVS and one of those guys versus one of those guys and the ten million you would pay for whatever Cooper or A Rob or whatever. I'd rather I have. Want... I'd rather have uh, Shark or Kirk than MVS definitely. I don't know. I like Chark. Char- I like Chark a lot. The only thing is just how does his medical come out? How does he healthy um, is he and ready to go? Speaking of that high power Dallas offense, Cedric Wilson was also on that team. He's only 26 years old. What kind of money are you dropping on Cedric Wilson and then we'll we'll stop doing this. Three five. Three million dollars. Six yeah. and a half, dude. They've oh. they, he, he's valued. He is valued high. Uh statistical comparisons are Keelan I'd Cole, go find an under, Kendrick Bourne, free agent. Sammy Watkins, Devontae Parker. So he's put up the same numbers as those guys. Um all right. What what where are we are we staying on offense? Do we want to talk tight end at all? I want to talk a little tight end. Um, I'll talk about who's on the free agent list that did not get tagged. And because I do think tight end is a little bit of a need um, with Jimmy Graham, probably retiring. Uh, 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 Cole Komet being okay. Um, yeah. Right. It's, it's been a need for like forever. Uh, it's we, unbelievable. we, we sadly let Adam Shaheen go or traded him for a sixth or seventh a while back. So that's unfortunate. Uh, so the leaders of the pack in the tight end community are Rob Gronkowski. We probably know he's going to retire again, unless he goes to San Francisco with uh, Brady, Zach Ertz, CJ Uzama, who unfortunately got hurt. Uzama baby. He got hurt in the playoffs though. Right. Didn't he? Get pretty bad. He played hurt. in the Super Bowl, didn't he? I think he I came back for the Super Bowl. Yeah, he did. It was a, okay. it was like a it was like a meniscus thing or something. Okay. It's almost um, not serious. He's okay. Jared Cook, Evan Ingram, Max Williams, OJ Howard, Tyler Conklin, Gerald Gerald Everett, and Hayden Hurst round out your top ten. 
Got some other randos on there. Ricky Seals Jones, Donald Parham. Um, I think any, any I wouldn't be shocked to see him. Guys? I, yeah, I wouldn't be Will shocked Dixon. to see him go for Tunyon. I see Tunyon. Tunyon. another guy. He's a getsy guy, too. That would be a good Disley. fit. Yeah, I think... I, I, uh, I know Barry likes him some Disley. Yeah, I, so I think Robert Tunyon, like you said, I'm just going to ignore you, Joe. Uh, I think Tunyon, yeah, is a, is a guy that... Because I don't... Will Disley couldn't even fucking make a name in Seattle, bro. 25 <laughs> years old, he's still young. Lucas is 25 years old. Do you want to sign his 5-6 asset tight end? No, he hasn't caught any touchdowns from Russell Wilson. Disley has. Well, Russell Wilson is no longer in Seattle either. So let's move on to Tunyon, <laughs> who is does have those ties, like Lucas said. My guy, uh, my guys in this are um, OJ Howard and Max Williams. I think both those guys could have a bounce back with the change of scenery. Um, Max Williams, Horstead season. I like Jess for Horstead as well. I mean, I think if he got some some proper coaching, because once again, we probably didn't have a proper coach. Who the who the fuck is the tight ends coach for the Bears now? Is it anybody? It was Clancy ever... Barone? I don't know who it is now. I have no yeah, idea. I have Clancy. no idea. Well, um, tight end. Do you guys think it gets addressed at all? Like a day, like a probably third, fourth wave. I don't. I don't know if they'll have a draft pick to put on a tight end but i no, i mean free agency wise yeah no i think you could get a guy like tunyon anthony fersker is interesting to me as well i've seen spurts of him where he's looked decent it's really it's probably gonna i don't know i don't know what they're going to be looking for out of their other tight end to be honest with you what about big bad james mo alley cox from the colts (laughs) that guy's good for nothing but a few touchdowns here and there (laughs) What else do you need? I mean, you already have Cole Komet yeah. to be your uh, what do they your call him? Ke- Kelsey guy. Did you ever listen the the fantasy footballers call him the Gigantor, and they have like their <laughs> own, this own soundbite for Mo Ali Cox, dude? Like <laughs> terrible, dude. He's like, dude. He's huge, dude. It's literally all he does is catch touchdowns. He is a massive it. human being. He's like six eight or six seven two eighty. Yeah, he's like. Uh, the fantasy footballers tend to have biases. They get a narrative and they stick by it nonstop. So yeah, that's fine. Um, do you want guys want to move over to the defense? I mean, we're 55 I, minutes I got, into this. I got one more name for you. This is actually someone that I could see the bear signing, and I would actually really like this signing. Ricky Seals-Jones. I said Ricky Seals-Jones, bro. Oh. I probably glitched out. My fucking stream has been all over the place tonight. That's all right. I would love no, that. Though. If they brought in Ricky Seals Jones, dude, I think he's got a lot. When he's had chances, whether in Washington or Arizona, he's mm-hmm. played well. Mm-hmm. I agree. He, is I he like, just... like constantly injured though? Because I feel like there's the why. I, I don't know, man. He just doesn't get a shot, and that makes me nervous. So I don't know. Defensive side of the ball. We're a 55 minutes into this killer podcast of the free agent chit chat about your Chicago bears uh, on the defense side of the ball. Cornerback, I think is the strongest need linebacker and defensive tackle follow closely behind. Do we see a, any kind of value here in the cornerback 
there are there are a lot of top end guys: J.C. Jackson, Carlton Davis, Stephon Gilmore. Bryce Callahan. Uh, the Bryce Callahan, you know, God dang it, if he can stay, if he could stay healthy, I would definitely welcome back Bryce Callahan. I thought that was an absolutely awesome. The one, the one guy I really, the one guy I really like in this market is uh, Charvarius Ward. He was on the Chiefs last year. He's pretty young. I don't. He's probably going to be expensive. He had a really, really good year last year, but. He's not going to be like J.C. Jackson level expensive or Gilmore level expensive. We'll probably get a decent penny though, but Paul should be very familiar with him from the Chiefs. He probably helped draft him, and uh, he he would make the Bears so solid on the outside. But the other guy you have to look at is Xavier Rhodes. I mean, Matt Eberflus basically brought him into Indianapolis and revived his career there. The guy was kind of on the track to nowhere. What about Eli Apple? Fuck that guy, dude. He's another Eli Apple, young guy. Nah, dude. Isaiah Oliver. Who is your guy? I don't even see this Ward. Charvarius Ward. Oh, I'm spelling it. I'm looking at a stupid ass. I was trying to spell it with a T. It's Ch Charvarius Ward. Yeah, not. What do you think his market market value? I don't even know. Eight million. I I don't know what corner. I like. I don't know. Ten mil. What do we okay. think about Anthony? That's my guy, though. I think if you're gonna bring in like kind of like if that's gonna be your big signing, I could see that being the Bears' big signing, and that would be you wouldn't have to worry about corner then drafting one whatever you you would have him and J C uh, uh, Jalen Johnson. I must said J C oh. Jackson. <laughs> Like Jalen Johnson paired up. What was the the depth of the cornerbacks in this draft is not as good as some of the other positional needs for the Bears? Correct. Correct. Not bad. It's not bad. There's definitely Joe, Ga- Joe Gaither six, who is a big SEC fan, knows all of the no 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 footballs coming out of the Southeast Conference. So uh, Carlton Davis, what do you guys think his his contract? Fucking unbelievable. He's probably CB1 after Jax. I'm going to say 17. 19-6, man. That's bananas, dude. Yeah, they're not paying a cornerback that much money. Um, But 10 10 million for for Traverius Ward sounds, if he's, you know, all that in a bag of potato chips, like uh, our boy Lucas is saying. We could have Levi Wallace, who was coached by the great uh, former defensive back Leslie Frazier. Of the Chicago Bears up in Buffalo. Levi Wall was former walk-on of the Alabama Crimson Tide National Championship. Told you he knows. Told you he knows everybody. Nine point six million dollars. <laughs> Twenty-six years old. Same as Charvarius Ward. Dante Jackson's another guy from the Panthers. Super young. Could be had for a fairly cheap deal. I. They don't even have a market value for him, so um, he would be solid. See, the, the good thing about the Bears' biggest needs, I would say, at O-line and at cornerback or defense is that we have now have a defensive coach who will adapt players to a scheme, and we have yeah. a GM who's, who knows how to build an O-line. So it does make me feel better that they'll be able to scout some of these guys that you might not have to pay top dollar for and that you'll be able, you know, you'll be able to squeeze some production out of. So it does Long make arms. me feel better. 
Long arms is what yeah. they're looking for, cornerback. And dense think- muscles on the offensive line is what they're looking for. So if you have those things, you may be a Chicago Bear. But how do they rate on the empathy chart? <laughs> I didn't even like f- try to find that after uh, after he <laughs> posted that, but that's ridiculous. Um, How's his name? What's, what's his name? What's the guy's name that posted that? He does all the he does Brett all the Coleman. Videos. Brett Coleman, yeah, good, good, good scout, good internet scout, great YouTube channel. Uh, but Brett Coleman posted a, a, a something on Twitter about there being a spider chart for for guys' empathy and and emotions and things like that. Like his last sentence was, "What the fuck are we even doing?" <laughs> like, that's that's so accurate. But what polls and Eberflus do stress is the love of the game of football, which I think is bigger than people really want to realize. A lot of these guys are in it for the money and view this as just a job and they're going to make their money and get out. That's why you see people move around in free agency and take the most amount of money they can get, not given a flying fuck if they win ever in their career because they don't really give a shit about football. They just want to make their money and and do their job. And that's fine. And they're super talented and they can do that and, and still contribute. And some guys end up winning Super Bowls because of it. But I like that they want guys that'll, that want to earn their spot and want to, you know, play hard. And, and that's where you find a lot of value in the free agent market is guys who really think that they've been, you know, they have a chip on their shoulder. They think they've been disrespected in some way, shape or form. Um, and that's how we, that's how we're going to advance this team is finding those types of guys. Uh, so hopefully polls and, and Eberflus can identify some, some talented guys that want, you know, I think Lucas, the guy you were talking about from uh, the Rams, uh, Tootin boom. I think he fits that mold perfectly. You know, somebody who was taken in the first round or taken to be the next franchise tackle and just, never got his chance you know he could be like hey listen i'm ready to show that i am the guy so yeah Yeah. let's find them let's find them fuckers yeah he played he played well in that uh when they played the bucks and he was going up against all their pass rushers he played pretty well he held his own for sure and has done so whenever he's gotten a chance but to not diverge too far from where we're at the uh cornerback free agent market is actually pretty deep the Bears can definitely find someone solid in free agency, and I'd rather see them go this route than drafting someone just because I think they can grab someone for the, uh, you know, for a cheap price and, and get some solid production out of them. There's, uh, a lot of y- there's a lot of young talent out there on the, the, the cornerback free agent market, you know, um, so I think you're right, Lucas. I think a lot of these dudes, I mean, like a, a Nick Needham, I mean, I don't know shit about the dude, but he's played 17 games. He's only 25 years old. Uh, Shandon Sullivan from Green Bay played 17 games. Sidney Jones, Kean Cross. And like, there's a ton of people that have experience that are still very young um, that, you know, could could be targets dude fucking russell douglas is only 26 years old and he was a beast for the packers last year um 
not to keep calling out Packers, but we do have ties to them now with this new coaching staff. So uh, it is what it is. Yeah. What about defensive line? Do we think uh, – Do we? I, I don't really like this defensive line class for free agency, if I'm being honest. No, two of the most popular guys are our own guys, Nichols and Hicks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, DJ Jones from the Niners is up there. Uh, BJ Hill from the Bengals. Solomon Thomas would be an interesting signing just because of the Trubisky tie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I honestly think the D-line could be low-key an early draft pick for the Bears. Um, I We've talked about it before, how Eberflus, one of his main positions is that three-tech. And you, if you can find a three-tech who can rush the passer, even better. There's definitely some really good three-techs in this draft. Um, and they could be had on, you know, day two. So wouldn't be shocked to see the Bears go early de-tackle on the draft, uh, which maybe to the dismay of some, because it won't be a sexy pick, but won't shock me at all if they go I don't care about D-line. sexy. I just care about, you know, getting back to controlling the line of scrimmages and, and doing that. I'm just saying, you know, everyone, yeah. everyone wants, we all want a wide receiver, obviously, and then we don't you know, oh, we all want gosh. linemen, but you got to address what you can address in free agency and what you can in the draft. So I don't know. There's not really anyone in free agency I would sign, to be honest with you. I would try and bring Hicks back on a team-friendly deal if he'll take it, but. Y'all remember when Malik Jackson got $100 million and everybody wanted him? (laughs) Man. It's insane. That was was a, uh, a, you know who who I want to bring in as an an old-school vet that is bad bear size? Let's bring in Adama Kinsu. Just like, oh my god! Fucking wreck shop. Did you see? Uh, he's like a uh, he's like a financial advisor now on Twitter. He's running my books, bro. He's buying me stocks and options and like all kinds of good I'll, shit, man. He's, I'll he's take the his man. advice. <laughs> they gave him twenty two and a half million dollars to go away in Detroit. That says something. Insane. Let's, uh, Calais, let's look at them. Campbell's the oldest dude uh, outside of Akeem Hicks that I would that I would take. I, I would, I've always liked Calais Campbell. Plus, he's from Zona, so yeah, he's a, he has a good motor. I've always liked how he played as well. Um, there are some middle linebackers I like though, and this is another uh, again deep draft class. If the Bears want to go that route, but someone that I've had my eye on for a while has been Anthony Walker Jr. from the Browns. Uh, he had 112 tackles last year in 13 games for Cleveland. Uh, solid player. I mean, he played under Iberflus in Indianapolis before they let him walk, and uh, he is would fill that Mike role for them. He's only 26 years old, and he's not going to command a huge contract. So that's a guy I've had my eyes on for a while. It seems like a perfect fit for the Bears. Wouldn't be surprised to see them go after him. Some other names in this free agent class would be Jayon Brown from the Titans. I also like him. Uh, Dante Hightower, who I think might honestly retire. What about like a Jared, Christian Kirksey from the uh, the Texans? It's not a bad option. There's also Jared Davis from the the Jets. Quan Alexander from the Saints. So some th- interesting names out there. Middle linebacker is weird. I mean, you don't need to pay top dollar for him. Uh, you know, none of these guys are going to get an insane amount of money. So, 
We're not bringing back Joel Iwe Beniwe. No, we might bring back. We might bring back Tree though. Uh, where's what Danny about, T's uh, contract at? Is he gonna? Is he gonna keep weighing books. us down? God dang, man! They gotta, they gotta cut bait with him. It's another guy they can save money with. They gotta get rid of him. Yeah, Jared Davis got five point five last year, and Anthony Walker made three million. So, uh, both those guys, even if they're in for a pay raise, aren't gonna make that much money. Kirksey made three million. Um, AJ Johnson, ah, he's still he's thirty years old though. I think Walker makes a lot of sense just because he's played with Eberflus before. So that does that does make sense. I mean, that's a that's a good find. That's a good call out. I uh, I like that. Ezekiel Turner, twenty five years old, made two million for Arizona last year. Joe, you had something to say. I heard you getting getting important over there. Oh, I was just being silly. What about your boy Christian Jones talking about linebacker? Bringing, bringing back Christian Jones. Yeah, I love Christian Jones, but it doesn't seem like he worked out. I think they fucking use him wrong, man. I don't know. He sucked. He sucked is such a loose term, bro. I mean, what's that? What KPL? You know, everybody was so mad that he left and went to wherever he went to. How did he Washington. do? Was he even any good in Washington? No, he fucking disappeared. No. We don't know. <laughs> the defense was supposed to be elite and they they were trash yeah that was I don't know what happened I thought Ron Rivera would have them clicking but what a weird fucking team did uh, you see that they were they were firmly entrenched in the Wilson they they had a solid offer for yeah, Wilson out there apparently yeah, but, but they, they wanted to trade, trade him in the, in the NFC yeah that's crazy uh, we didn't talk about that uh, so yeah we talked about the Rodgers thing and then uh, Aaron Jesus Christ uh, Russell Wilson traded from the Seattle Seahawks to the Denver Broncos, so he will be where I'm at. Wait, Russell the, Wilson uh, got traded today to the great state of Colorado for wow. how many picks, Lucas? Two first, two seconds, a fifth, and some players. Three players, yeah. Was it? Uh, it was the uh, old boy that likes to jam. On the on the sidelines and and sing hip hop, right? Uh, Drew Locke, uh, <laughs> Noah Fant, and who is the third player? Shelby Miller, lineman. Yeah, defensive lineman. Right. Is that his name? Shelby so Miller. Shelby Miller. Is that it? So is Drew Locke going to be the new starting quarterback of the Seahawks? <laughs> it's, it's either him or Geno Smith right now. Now they got to draft. They'll draft someone with that Broncos pick. They'll probably take. Malik Willis. Malik Willis will be a, a Seahawk if I had to guess. You know, uh, like, Geno Smith had that one, what, Sunday night game where he fucking almost brought them back and beat whoever he had to get. It was when See, Wilson got hurt. That he was... I, hate, I hate that shit because it's like, I don't know. It's like, do you just... If you're a defense and you spend all week preparing for one guy and you get thrown a curveball like that, it's so hard to stop. I, like... You're still going up against an NFL player. It's, it's just a so hard to stop Geno Smith. Dude, it happened all the time. Like, dude, the same thing happened when Nick Foles came in for the Bears versus the Falcons. Oh, man. But, like, Nick Foles has won a Super Bowl. You're talking about Geno fucking Dude, Smith, it happens dude. all the time. When guys go down, though, the defense just isn't ready for that shit. It's so weird. 
you're like, oh, this bozo's coming in. He fucking like Mike Mike White, dude. Remember that shit? No one knew. Do y'all remember when uh, Bears played Brock Osweiler, backup quarterback, and Miami? The the year we won the division. Dude, we should have had a fucking bye week if I don't want to talk about it. We would have had a bye week if we would have won that fucking game. That and the Giants game, dude. So terrible. The 18 season? Is that what we're talking about? Yep. Yeah, we would have had a bye week if we won that game. Motherfucking yeah, Trubisky threw, threw a pick in the end zone in that game and was like, How about oh, Mitch being QB1 in the draft? People are saying he's QB1 in this year's draft and free agency. <laughs> I got a Steelers buddy who's like, uh, Oh man, I just don't want Trubisky. And I'm like, wishing it on him at this point. Me too. I've been wishing it on all my Steelers <laughs> friends. I know Krogan doesn't want that. They'll be Man. lucky to have a quarter. They'd be lucky to have a quarterback like him to replace Big Ben. A quarterback with some character. That's right. <laughs> they may start. I love it. I love it. I don't care. Whatever happens, that would be fucking hilarious. But I told I told my uh, my father in law, my brother in law that uh, that this is my life and this is what's going to happen, and they just both laughed their asses off. I thought it was super hilarious that uh, that uh, I was going to have to deal with Mitch Trubisky again on the Steelers, but I said that he'd be good. So I'll buy you we'll Steelers Trubisky jersey. I know you will, Joe. Joe I've Gaither. already got his, his bills. All right, here here's the thing though. Here here's this is the deal, right? So let's just say Trubisky hypothetically signs with the Steelers, right? I hate you. And the Bears hypothetically draft George Pickens. You, my friend, will wear a Pickens jersey, and Chris will wear a Trubisky Steelers jersey. All right. Yes. Yes. I'm not buying a Pickens jersey. Fuck that motherfucker. I can't wait. You're going to wear it, dude. If Chris wears a Trubisky jersey. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.